The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Nazir has been dedicated by our good friend Jaime and Dina Dana. Hashem Yishmirem v'chayim. Fatzlacha for all their children that they should be mechunach alpi toratenu akedusha. They should grow up and they should be zochel the Torah or mitzvot or chupa or maasim tovim ubefrat for Ashkelema for Moshe ben Dina. אין נא רפאנה לו בתוך שאר חולי עמו ישראל, וגם רפואה שלמה, פנינה, בת אסתר. אין נא רפאנה לה, אין נא רפאנה לה, אין נא רפאנה לה, רפואת הנפש ורפואת הגוף, ורפואתה כרבה לבוא וכן ירסון ונאמר אמן בזכות המסכת נזיר יגן בעדם אמן. has been dedicated by our good friends, Mr. David Nisani, Hashem Yishminu V'chayehu, Mr. Joe Zetuni and family, Hashem Yishminu V'chayim, and Dr. Mahadib and family, Hashem Yishminu V'chayim, may they continue to have beracha, haslacha, in all their endeavors. Amen. Daf Mem Dalit, today's daf has been studied, Ya'alu Nishmat Mor Zekini, Rabbi Yosef Ben Sarah, Ya'alu Nishmat Avraham Ben Esther, Ruach Hashem Tanihim Begana Eden, Amen. We are on Mem Gimal Amud Bet, and we are one, two, three, four, five, six lines from the bottom, starting from the words Behatanya. The Gemara is challenging a statement that Rav Chazda made in the name of Rav. Let's review that statement. The statement is on the top of the Amud Bet, which said, Nikta Rosho Shel Abiv. If let's say the Kohen's father, he became decapitated. Now we know a Kohen is allowed to be mitameh for the seven relatives. That's a Kohen Hidyot. One of the seven relatives is his father. However, the statement says that if the father is not whole, for example, he lost his head, or for that matter, another limb, he's Haser, so he's not considered Abiv. And therefore, according to the Hazdan of Rav, a father cannot be mitameh Kohen cannot be metameh for the relative that is not shalim, okay, that is missing a, uh, a body part. So comes the Gemara and says, what do you mean? Be'atanya, we have a b'raita, Ravkana, Berbi Eliezer ben Yaakov. He's Doresh, the Pasuk, la. What does the Torah say? Torah says, La um, Yitama. The complete Pasuk is, Vela Achoto Abetula. Hakerova Elav. Asher lo Hayetali Ish. La Yitama. Parashat Emor. The Torah comes and tells us that the fellow is the Kohen, is able to be Metameh for his sister, who is a Betula. And the Torah goes out of its way to say, La. To her, he is able to be Metameh. So the Gemara is Doresh. La metama. Ve'eno metama le'evarim. Oh, but he is not metame to body parts. Which means if uh, a part of the body comes off, so that's not considered la. That's considered the body part. Prat. So what is it coming to exclude? So it's coming to exclude certain things. Number one. Lekezayit minamit. Right? That would be, let's say, you have an olive size piece that comes off the corpse. 
So the Kohen uh, cannot be Metameh, Uchzayit Netzel. What is Netzel? So that would be a um, decomposed flesh of the corpse, the flesh that liquefied. They call that Netzel. Okay? Or let's say fluids that uh, ooze out of the corpse. That's the way the Rosh learns. And we'll see the Rosh inside in a moment. Umalet Tarvad Rekev. Or for that matter, a ladle full of corpse dust. Which means, let's say, dry dust with a body decomposed into, and it's a ladle size uh, full. So in all these cases, the Kohen cannot be metameh. So it says, Lo, now, Yachol, Lo shidra ul gulgolet But do you think that the Kohen cannot be metameh to the shidra? The shidra is the spinal column. Okay, that's the shidra. And gulgolet, gulgolet is the skull. Which means these are obviously primary organs of the body that sustain the life of the body. Ul gulgolet, gulgolet would be the, um, uh, the, the skull, like we said. Ul robinyana. is the majority of the skeletal frame. Which means that's talking about the thigh bone, the calf bone, which makes up the height, the majority of the height of the uh, body. Ulrov minyana means the numerical majority of her bones, which would be, let's say, there's 248 bones. So the majority of that, was that 125 uh, bones? Let's say, so that's already the shiud as well. So the Gebarah says, what about that? She's telling me the whole body. That's la. What about the other uh, liquefied netzel? And what about the dust? No, you're not metameh for that. Oh, you'll think that maybe you cannot be metameh. That is the coin for uh, significant parts of the body. What significant parts of the body? Spinal column, skull, rov binyan, the frame, that's the thigh bones, the calf bones, or rov binyan, or the majority of the bones. So the Gebra says, yes, the coin can be metameh. Ketiv, the amarta alehim. If you look in Parashat Emor, it says, Emor el ha-kohanim b'nei Aharon ve'amarta alehim. So the Gemara is being Doresh. Emor ve'amarta. And what is the first Emor obviously going? Tell them that they can be metameh to the seven relatives. So the ve'amarta is coming to include not only the seven relatives when they are whole, but even when they have uh, the Gulgolet, the Shidra, Rav Binyan, Rav Minyan. So from the words Amarta, we are being Marveh, more um, uh, availability to be Metameh, which shows you already that Rav Hazdad uh, is not right. Because Rav Hazdad said that you're not Metameh, just a body that's incomplete. But here clearly you see from the Braita, that, uh, yeah, even incomplete body, the, 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 the certain parts of the body, like we're saying over here, indeed the Quran can be metameh. Now, Yacho lo yitama l'shidra ul-gulgolet ul-rov binyano ul-rov binyano shil ahirim. Right, because from this dirasha, we only know achoto. Which is, if you want to be technical, the word la was said by the sister. Right, la yitama. So we said, oh, la, but not to the dust, or not to the liquefied, right? No, not, to, not to the parts, good. Oh, what about her? So we're still by la, we're still by the sister. What about her skull, her spinal column, her uh, frame, or her rov minyan? 
Kamashmalan, the word Amarta comes to include it. Okay, that's maybe only by the sister. How do you know by everybody else? By other, uh, the others as well, the other six. How do you know also the Kohen can be metameh for Rav Binyan, Rav Binyan, and all that? How do you know to apply it to the other six relatives that the Kohen can be metameh? Because again, if you're being technical, the Dirashah was only said by La. How do you know it applies to the other ones? The Gemara says, Amarta, you said, Ma Achoto. Well, I can make a Mamatzinu. And I can say like this, just like his sister. What's the properties of the sister? Miyuhedet, it is significant or it is special. That what? Shigufa taluibo. That there's a responsibility to the Kohen to bury his sister, meaning Gufa taluibo. Her body is dependent on him, which means the Torah says that he can be metameh. And we see also that Torah allows that the Kohen can be metameh to the, the spinal column and the gulgolet and the robinyan and binyan. Af kol taluibo. So to anybody that the Kohen is obligated to bury, which would be the other six relatives, End of question. So you see what? <coughs> the Kohen does not necessarily have to be metameh to the complete uh, body, but it can be metameh even to a partial uh, body. But of course it has to be significant, but it's still partial body. It's not the whole body. So that's a question against the Chazdan, the name of Rav. Gemara's answer, that Braita is the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda that says that a quake of the even though the body is not complete. And obviously, the Chazdan, the name of Rabbi, was following the opinion of the Rabbanan that argue on the Yehuda. And they're going to say the Banan that no, the body has to be complete. So it's actually Mahlokit amongst the Tanaim, as we see now. The Rav, the Amar, Kihaitana. Rav himself had like the following Tanah. He has another Braita to support him. Okay, what's the Braita that supports him? The Tanya, we have a Braita. Shemet Abib Shel Rabbi Yitzhak Beginzak. There was a story where the father of Rabbi Yitzhak died in Ginzak. Okay. okay. So they came and they told them after three years. Which means they came and they gave him the uh, the news. So now it says, So now what do you want? He wanted to make a re-internment. He used to bury them in a certain place until the flesh used to decompose. Then they used to want to take the body and bring it to the family uh, plot. So they told him, okay, his father was dead now, he got the news, he wants to reinter the body, take it from the uh, cemetery that it was, to bring it to the family plot. So he went to ask the rabbis, it seems he was a Kohen. So he wanted to know, is he allowed to go now to, to his father? So can he do this? The Amru Le'abiv Bismanchu Shalem They told him, absolutely not. The only time the Torah allows a queen to bury his father is when he is complete. But now already the body had decomposed. It was three years later. So you see what? You have a shitalvi here. Even though it was Rav Binyan, Rav Binyan, all the bones are there intact. It's just that you don't have the, the flesh. You're missing part of the, the, the body. So it says what? He's not considered Shalem. So you see the rabbis hold the body's got to be Shalem. That's what Mephizdan, the name of Rav, was subscribing to. There is Brighta. Where's the Brighta above that said, no, even body parts that's going according to Shitat, Rabbi Yehuda. Matnitin. Okay, now the Gemara goes to a very basic, uh, fundamental principles that apply to Nazirim. And we've said many times that basically there are three things that are Asur to a Nazir. It cannot become Tameh, 
Tamemet. He also cannot obviously drink anything about wine, grapes, things like that, nor can he take a haircut. So now the Mishnah is going to tell us the stringencies of each one of these laws, because the laws are not all the same. They have their own their properties that they work with. So the Gemara is going to tell us, the Mishnah is going to tell us the three rules and how they, uh, how they apply. So it starts off, Shiloshah Minin Asurim bin Nazir. There are three matters that are forbidden to the Nazir. There are stringencies by the Tum'ah and the Tiglachat over the Gefen. Why are they stringent? Those two are more stringent than the grapes. Why? Because if the, if the Nazir becomes Tameh, it breaks the Nizirut. And that, as well as the haircut, but if he drinks wine, it's not soter. Well, let's explain this. If he drinks wine, that means he gets malkut and he continues. He's on day 15, he drank wine, you continue 15 more days. It is not soter. Tum'ah, on the other hand, as we learned, is soter, which means it resets the whole clock, and now he's got to go... Uh, 30 days, or for that matter, if he was uh, Nazir for more than 30 days, right, doesn't matter. He's a, he's a 60 day Nazir, and he's on day 52, and he becomes Tameh, he's back to zero, and he's got to do all 60. Now, the Stila, the Soter by Tiglat is all different. It doesn't erase everything, but when a Nazir takes a haircut, he's got to go 30 more days. Which means, let's say he was on day 15, okay? So therefore he's going to, and now let's say he takes a uh, haircut, okay? So he's got to go 30 more days. So therefore he goes 15 uh, to finish, plus another 15. Because the law of that would be that for Tiglahat, you got to have at least 30 days of hair in order to cut it. Nafkamina would be, let's say, in the other case I gave you, where let's say he's a 60, okay? And uh, he cut his uh, hair at uh, you know, 45, he would only have to go 30 more days. Okay, so it's a different type of soter. Whereas Tum'ah resets the clock from zero, Tiglachat means soter, that he's got to go 30 days. And the concept is, because he's got to have hair that is 30 days. So it's a different type of soter. Okay, but the point is gif, and it's not soter at all. So he drank on day 15, let him just continue counting till day 30. Now we continue the Mishnah. Now Gefen has a stringency over the other two. And that is, Which means, there are no exceptions. Meaning, even if let's say the wine is wine of a mitzvah, Kiddush, Anil Shabbat, Havdalah, Arba Kosot, doesn't matter. Guys in Nazir, there's no heter for the wine items. However, Tum'ah, there's an exception. For example, Met Mitzvah, a Nazir is able to be Metameh, or Tiglachat. We learned earlier, if let's say the Nazir is a Mitzorah, we had a special that Hashem from the word Roshor, to come and teach us that even though the Nazir cannot shave, but if he's a Mitzvah, in the middle of it, he's able to shave his head. So therefore, you send his beard. So you see what? That there is uh, dispensations for shaving and for Tum'ah Mashi'inka, no dispensation for the grapes and the wine. Now, 
ותגלחת אותרו מכללם, בתגלחת מצווה, תגלחת מצווה מין זה הקל ומצווה ומצווה שזה מצורה, ובאמת מצווה. And tum'ah would be permissible if it is a met mitzvah. Ve'chomer betum'ah betiglachat. Oh, now we're putting tiglachat uh, and tum'ah against each other. And we're saying that tum'ah is even more strict than haircut. In what sense? Sh'at tum'ah soteret et akol. Like we learned. Tum'ah resets the entire nizirut. The guy's the nizirut for 60 days he's supposed to be, right? He's on day 45. He became tameh. He got to start again from... Zero, from scratch. And, And what's the law? That after he purifies himself, obviously the, the Nazir that becomes to me needs Shilishi V'Shivi'i. He needs the third and the seventh day of the Para Aduma. Then he brings a Korban, but, uh, you know, that uh, of a Nazir Tameh. Oh, like we explained, only affects 30 days. And there's no Qurban on the Tiglachat. Very good. Now, what the Gemara is going to do here till the end of the Amud, it's going to really uh, bring me the sources for all these Halachot. Now, without sources, the Gemara, before the Gemara gets to the source, the Gemara is going to try to learn one from the other. Meaning it's going to go in a style like, if you're saying by wine, it's like this. And it has this property, so Kadahomri we should apply it to Tum'ah that doesn't have this property. This is, if this is uh, more stringent or this is more lenient, so we're going to try to learn the laws from each other. And the Gemara's answer is going to be to all these questions. We have Pesukim. Now the Gemara begins. Who told you, or why are you telling me in the Mishnah that we make a dispensation for Tum'ah? Because we said uh, he can be mitameh for a mitzvah, right? Yeah. Let's not give him that dispensation. Why? And we'll learn it from a kavahomer from wine. And what's the kavahomer? Which has a leniency. It's not soter, which means if he, if he drank one on the 15th day, he just continues, so it has a leniency. But lo tal and there's no dispensation. So tumash is soter, tumash that does restart the clock. Enodin chlotu tal mechlala, although mostly there should be no dispensation. Right? So we don't think we should learn a kavahomer from yayin. Oh, you know what the answer is? Pasuk Talmud v'omar, Le'abiv ul'imo lo yitama. Le'abiv ul'imo lo yitama, aval metamahu lemet mitzvah. Which means, by a nazir, it says, al kol nafshot met lo yavo. He cannot metamah himself to anybody. What does the Pasuk have to tell me, Le'abiv ul'imo? You just told me, al kol nafshot met. Ela is coming to teach me hadushim. What hadush is the Habib Ulimo coming to teach me? To the father and the mother know, but yet to a mit mitzvah. So you can't learn from a kavachomer to yayin. Because I have a gezerat, hakatuf. Now the Gemara goes the other way. V'yayin yutar michlalo. Let's matir the nazir to drink wine if it was a mitzvah. Kavachomer mitumah. And I'll make it from a kavachomer from tumah. What's the kavachomer? Ma tumah shi soteret. Has a stringency. It restarts the whole clock, but still, we have eterim for met mitzvah. Yayin she'eno soter, yayin which is more lenient, which is not so the enodin she'utam mechlalo, or the more so it should be mutar in the case of a mitzvah. Kada omer from tumah. Gemara zehetra amarkera miyayin veshechar yazir. Again, these are extra words because the Torah just could have said. Anything that comes from the Giffin, for the fact that it had to specify Yayin, Shekhar, 
לאסור יין מצווה כיין רשות. אז כמה תנקלור איבן יין אבי מצווה. כמה זה גברן סס. ויין יסתור את הכל. Let us say that when a guy drinks yayin, let it reset the whole clock. Soter et akol kavah homer betumah. And what's the kavah homer? Ma tumah shutra mechlala. By tumah you have a leniency, right? Where we allow dispensations for mitzvah. Soter et akol, and still it's soter et akol. Yayin shalot akol, yayin we're mahmir. Where there's no dispensations for mitzvah. No kot shikhen shiyistor. All the most of yayin should be soter the whole nisirut. Amarkera, again back to the pasuk. Vahayamim arishunim yipelu כי טעמי נזרו, טומאה סותרת ואין היין סותר. Where does the פסוק say that you have to uh, reset the whole clock? דווקא בית טומאה. והימים הראשונים יפלו כי טעמי. Only טומאה starts to נזיר it over, but not יין. כמרא קטיניוס, ותגלחת, או והתגלחת תסתור את הכל. Let's say that the haircut should be סותר את הכל like טומאה. Which means that it reset the whole clock. Kalva homer metuma. And what's the kalva homer that I'll make? Uma tuma shelo asuba metame ki metama. Oh, now let's let's discuss this law outside first. The nazir cannot become tamir. This is correct. What about the person that was metame the nazir? There's no isur on the guy that was metame the nazir. Let's say a guy went up to the Nazir and he put a corpse on him. The Nazir already, it's Asud. Right? But the guy who did it to him is not Asud. Okay, but the reason why I'm telling you that is because by Tiglahat it's not like that. By the haircut, the law is not only does the Nazir get an Isud, but the guy who gave him the haircut gets the Isud as well. Oh, so now you see what? You see Tiglahat is more Hamur than Tumah. So now the Gemara wants to make Kadahomer from this law. And it's going to say like this. Umah Tumah. שלא עשו בה מטמא, that's the one that's making the guy טמא, כמטמא, like the one that regat טמא, and still what? סותרת את הכל, and still it restarts the whole count, if it becomes טמא, תגלחת, שעשו בה מגלח כמתגלח, right? by תגלח, where they made the barber, like the one that got cut in its יסוד, אין עודין שתסתור את הכל, all the more so it should be soter the whole uh, the whole situation. Amar kera. So Gemara goes back to the pesukim. Vayami marishonim yipelu kitame nizro tumas soteret etakol neentiglachad soteret etakol. Gezerat ketuv tumai yes soteret everything else no. Comes Gemara and says vetumai. Which means, hold it, let's go back to that law. Let's say that just like the guy becomes Tameh gets the Isur, we should put an Isur on the guy that was Metamim. Make a Kavahomer from the haircut and say like this. Teglachat is lenient, right? It doesn't reset the whole clock. Ela Shiloshim, right? Only gives you 30. And still what? And still there's an issue on both, the one that got the cut and the one that did the hair cutting. The Torah comes along and says, 
which means the pasuk is discussing over there that what the tumah only is to the one that that it happened to v'tamesh rosh nizro, which is only to him, not to the one that huh? Only to him, not to the one that was metameh, which is we're, we're restricting v'tameh rosh nizro lemetameh rosh nizro. Look at the Rosh. The Rosh explains what the Derasha is on this Pasuk. Amar, Vitamir Rosh Nizro. Limitameh Rosh Nizro Azhar Rahmana. Velo Limitameh Rosh Nizir Ahir. Which means the guy who did it himself. Tameh Rosh Nizro. He was Mitameh, he gets, but not the guy who did it him. Mm-hmm. A guy, another guy did it. Only he himself. So if we have a Gazetaktuf again, that Tumah is only. To the guy, not to somebody else that did it. Comes the Gemara continues. V'tiglachat. When it comes to tiglach, when it comes to hiccups, lo na'asaba megaleyah kemit kaleyah. Why are you being so strict? That you're going to treat the one that got cut, and you're going to say that the one that cut also gets isur. Why? I'll say maybe don't treat it like that. Kalvachomer metumah. And what's my kalvachomer? Here you go again. Umat tumah. She soteret etakol. Tum'ah, that's very strict. It's so terrible that I call lo asuba mitameketa, and still we don't say that the guy that, that did the mitameh, he doesn't become, he doesn't get isu. Tiglach, ena so terrible, ena shloshim. Tiglach, which is lenient. Right? We don't have shloshim, the only have shloshim. Yom, lo kol sheket shon asa begal kemet galayah. So amal kerah, ta'ar lo ya'avor al rosho. It says a razor cannot pass over his head. Karibe lo ya'avor hu ve lo ya'avor le'acher. Mean lo ya'avor is mashma to anybody. Not to the guy himself can't do it. And lo ya'avor even by somebody else. Right? Which means it cannot be taken off not by him and not by others. The way the, the Rosh explains the mashma lo ya'avor klal. Ben hu atzmo ben acher. Not him, not others. Okay, good. So now the Gemara says, "V'tiglachat lo tutar nichlala." What do we say by tiglachat? One of the uh, leniencies we said by tiglachat is if there's a mitzvah. For example, if the nazir is also a mitzorah, we said that he's allowed to cut his hair. So the Gemara who said, "Let's say he shouldn't be allowed kalvachomer miyayin." And what's the kavod from yayin? Uma yayin she'eno soter, which has a leniency. But still, there's no dispensation, there's no exceptions. Teglach is soteret, teglach, which is strict, that it is soteret. Enodin shenot tutal mechlala, all the more so we should make an exception for mitzvah. El, gabras amar rachmana, which I tab, gives out the katuf. Rosho ave amar rachmana, zikano. We have gives out the katuf. Remember, we learned by the case of the uh, uh, Nazir. Then he came along and said the extra words. It said Rosho. So we said, wouldn't it have to come along and say Rosho to come and teach me that in certain cases, actually by the Mitzvah, it said Rosho. What do you have to tell me Rosho for? We know his whole body, he, he, he has to shave. So it's coming to tell me no Rosho, even if he's a Nazir. Shave his head. Even if he's a Nazir, shave his beard. Also, we have a Gizirat Katub that tells me that what? From the extra words that even a Mitzvah, that's a Nazi Mitzvah, he has to do it. He has an exception. Comes again, Moran says, continue. Vitiglachat, lo tistor klal. Why should a haircut even, he should lose any days? 
It should be like the wine, where he just continues. Why? Yain is strict. There's no exceptions. And still what? So which is lenient. You have exceptions. Or the most should not be soter, which means it should be like the wine. Kemara says, there's a problem here. Hey, listen, you need to have 30 days of hair. That's a, that's a fact. So therefore, you're right, nice kabahomer, but the point is, the part of the Nizirut is got to cut his hair at the end of the process. He's got to have 30 days of hair to cut. So comes the Gemara and says, oh, so let's go the other way now. Let yayin be like tiglahat, which is give yayin 30 days. Which is if he stopped on day 15, add another, if he drank on day 15, give him another 30 days. That is this why. What's the kabahomer from tiglahat? Right? Tiglahat, you have leniencies, you have exceptions. And still what? Soteret, you got to wait 30 days. Yayin shalota mechla. Yayin, there's no exceptions. In Odichi store, all the most should be soter. So the Gemara says a simple sevara. Midi hu ta'ma ela mishum gidu se'ar. Go with the sevara. The only reason why we're waiting 30 days because he got away have his hair grow. Right? If he drank wine, his hair is still intact. So therefore, what do I care? The 30 days he has on his hair, what do I care if he drank wine? So therefore, there's a difference between the yain and the tiglachat. The next Mishnah. Tiglachat tum'ah. Ketzad. Okay, so now we discuss a case over here where the Nazi became Tamir. Okay? Now the law is that the uh, Nazir that becomes Tamir, he obviously now has to get sprinkled from the Paladuma on the third and on the seventh day. He also has to bring Korbanot, which we know, and also he has to shave his hair. So now the Mishnah is going to tell us the process. Which means, how does it work? How does he take, when does he take his haircut when he has the Tum'ah? So it says like this. Okay, gets sprinkled on the third and the seventh day. He takes his haircut on the seventh day. And he brings the korbanot of the tum'ah on the eighth day. Okay, so that's the process. The uh, the Rosh speaks out of here. Tigla'at tum'ah ketzad. Nazir shenitma. Ketzad hu megalayah. Megalayah bezayin hu mevi korban behet. Kedikhtiv. Vigilah rosho beyom tahorato. Which means he shaves his hair on the day of his purification. Yeah. He brings the two birds. And the keves for the asham. Comes the Mishnah and says, But let's say he didn't take his haircut until the eighth day. He does everything that day. He brings the korbanot that day, plus the haircut. Oh, the Rabbi Akiva. That's Rabbi Akiva. Amar le Rabbi Tarfon. So Rabbi Tarfon comes along and says, Ma ben What's the difference between a Nazir that became Tamir to a Mitzorah? Why? What's the law of a Mitzorah? Look at the Rosh. Ma ben Mitzorah. Dikhtib be parashat Mitzorah betiglahat. 
Bet Bayom Hazayim. Well, it says on the seventh day, Yigalach et kol se'aro, Vichibes begada, Berachas et besaro bamaim betahed, Ubiyom het, Yavi bet turim vikibsa. Vikaimalan be metzora, Dim gilach behet, Mevi kol benotav betet. Which means the haircut and the korbanot are not on the same day by a metzora. Which means, he's got to normally follow the rule of taking the haircut on day 7, bringing Korban on day 8. But if he didn't, so then he's got to do the haircut he did on day 8, Korban will go to day 9. So the Bittarfon Esabi Akiva, why is the Nazir different than the Mitzorah that you're telling me that if he brought the haircut, he did the haircut on day 8, bring the Korban on that day as well? So Yabarah says, Amar so he tells him back, the Nazir, his purity is hinging on the days. His Mitzorah, his Tara is dependent on what? The haircut. What is this being said? So look at the Rosh again. Amalei told him, this will be Akiva answering the Bittarfon, Nazir, what makes the Nazir Tahor? Three and seven, sprinkling, and the immersion in the Mikveh. Once the guy got sprinkled on day seven, I went to the Mikveh. No problem. Let him do everything, which means technically he's finished on day seven. Right? He did his process. The, the, the days went by, he purified himself. Oh, he didn't take the haircut? Okay, take the haircut on day eight. I mean, the command as well. However, Raval, next Rosh. The key to Mitzorah to get Tahor is the haircut. Now, and then it says in the Pasuk by Mitzorah, V'rachas besaro b'mayim v'tahir. Now, v'in tabal ad shelo gileh. But let's say he went to the mikveh on day seven. But he didn't take a haircut. Lo alta lo tevilah. The tevilah don't count. Hilkach im gileh b'chet. If he took the haircut on day eight, he's no way. He's still got to go to the mikveh again. And he can't bring his korban until day... Nine. You see the difference? Where Nazir, days, you got to the seventh day, you dipped in the mikveh, you got sprinkled, you're good. Uh, you didn't take your haircut until day eight? Okay, it doesn't affect your mikveh. The days of the ikat. What's the ikat of the mitzorah? His haircut. Therefore, he went on day seven to the mikveh, hey, you didn't take your haircut. So your mikveh is invalid. If he didn't take a second until day 8, now he's got to go to the mikveh again. Right, he's got to go to the mikveh after the haircut. Herif Shemesh, Korbanot on day 9. Comes the Mishnah and concludes and says, The Erumavi Korban, Elaim Kenaya, Meorav Shemesh. He cannot bring his Korban until sunset, which is the Mitzorah's got to wait now on day 8. Right? He went to the mikveh after his haircut. Got to wait till the nightfall. You don't bring korbanot at night. If he's got to bring his korban until the next day, which is the ninth day. Comes the Gemara and says, Kibla mine olo. Gemara wants to know, did Rabbi Tarfon accept this answer of Rabbi Akiva? 
again, it was Rabbi Akiva, the one that said that, you know what, if the Nazir even took a zekar and they ate, he's okay. The Bittafun said, hey, what's between the Nazir and the Mitzvah? So the Bichma answered him. So there is a difference. Now we don't know if the Bittafun accepted the answer or not. So the Gemara's question is, Kibla mine or no? Did he accept it or not? Tashema, I'll show you that he did accept it. Detane Hillel. Hillel learned. Gilag Bashimini. Hey, take care. Cut on the eighth day. Now, what are we talking about over here? We're talking about a Nazir. He took his hekar on the eighth day. Mevi Korbenotab Batishi. Oh, he brings his Korban on the ninth. Now, so you see from the Braita that obviously he's arguing. Because the Bitar, the Bitar phone was the one that said it should be like a Mitzvah. And what is the Braita saying? That if he brought his Korbanot on day, sorry, if he took his hair on day 8, Korban is on? No, it's Mashma that he's arguing. Again. If he agreed with Rabbi Akiva, then there's no shitot that uh, in this brayta, because everybody should say that if he brought his hekar uh, on day eight, he should uh, bring his korbanot as well. From the fact that you have a bright and it says if he took a hekar on day eight, he brings korban on day nine, must be that's a bitafon. So he must be he's indeed arguing on Rabbi Akiva. That's not a question. It all depends if he dipped on the seventh or not. What's the answer? Look at the Rosh. Let's say you have a Nazir. He didn't dip on the seventh day. He's supposed to be on the seventh day. He didn't go to Mikvah on the seventh day. Okay? Until the eighth day he went. Okay? Well, uh, the eighth day he went to the Mikvah. It's very nice. But Tevul Yom, he cannot bring Korbanot. He's got to wait until the night. Which means the case of here is talking like this. You know what the bride says? You got to go to day nine. That's what he has to go on day nine. He didn't go to the mikveh till day eight. Why didn't he go to the mikveh till day eight? Whatever reason. So therefore, you're right. Everybody agrees. If he goes to the mikveh on day eight, he's got to wait till uh, sunset. And he brings the Qurban on uh, day nine. Why? Because Nazir is not depending on his haircut. It's dependent on his mikveh, on his dipping, on his days. Oh, happened to be the Baraita said, and he took a haircut on day eight also. The truth of the matter doesn't matter when this guy took a haircut. Even if he took a haircut on day seven, since he didn't go to the mikveh till day eight, he can't bring his Qurban until day nine. nine. The only reason why the Baraita gave a case where he went to the mikveh on day eight and he took his haircut on day eight, because normally you do it on the same day. But that the point is not his haircut in this Braita. However, I can say that the Bittafun would agree that if he went to the mikveh on day 7 and took his haircut on day 8, bring the Qurban on day 8 also. Why? Talui yamav. He had 7 days. He had mikveh. Ah, he didn't take a haircut? So take the haircut on day 8. I mean the Qurban also. Therefore, Rabbah is coming along and saying, indeed, 
Rabbi Tarfon accepted Rabbi Akiva's answer. And don't bring me a question this bright. I'll tell you the reason why the bright they pushed it to day nine because he didn't go to the Mikveh till day eight. I want you, you guys can go to Mikveh today. There's nothing I can do for the guy. He's got to wait until later, Shemesh. And then he's got to bring it uh, on the uh, following day. That is the final proof of the Gemara. Baruch Amen.